0: Welcome to Episode 12 in Revelation, an Idealist Interpretation. I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church and producer of this series. If you have not already viewed Episode 2, which includes my primer on numerology in Revelation, I urge you to do so since understanding how John used numerology is critical to understanding this series. In this episode, the focus is on Chapter 7, an interlude in the narrative of the seven seals, in which St. John reveals his vision of angels visiting the earth and the sealing of God's servants. He also answers the dramatic question raised at the end of Chapter 6, which I discussed in Episode 11, who is able to stand he continues to evoke the power of magical mysterious numbers from the hebrew tradition which i discussed in the primer on numerology in episode 2 john's perspective could be earth in verses 1 through 8 and heaven in 9 through 17 the illustration is st john receives his revolution, revelation a page from the Bamberg Apocalypse, an eleventh-century illuminated manuscript prepared between 1000 and 120 A.D. in the scriptorium at Reichenau, Germany, under the authorization of the Holy Roman Emperor Otto the I have divided the reading of Chapter Seven into two parts: verses one through eight and nine through seventeen. I begin with reading verses 1 through 4, followed by a summary of verses 5, 6, 7, and 8. The illustration for this and the next several slides is the four angels and the four winds of the four corners of the earth from the Bamberg Apocalypse. After these things, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth that the wind should not blow on the earth on the sea, or on any tree. Then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees till we have sealed the servants of our God on their head foreheads. And I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. And then in verses 5 through 8, he names the tribes of Israel with 12,000 sealed, each from the tribes of Judah, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Naphtali, Manasseh, Simeon, Levi, Issachar, Zebulon, Joseph and Benjamin. Angels, from the Greek angelos, are created beings. They appear in both the Old and New Testament as messengers of God. For more on the traditional doctrine concerning angels, see the Angels slash Archangels entry in the AIC bookstore publication Layman's Lexicon, available in paperback and Kindle from Amazon.com. The magical number four is everywhere. Four angels, the four corners of the earth, the four winds. With this imagery, St. John again destem- demonstrates knowledge of and mastery of both the Old Testament scripture Jewish apocalyptic literature, and of the work of his fellow apostle St. Paul, excuse me, St. Mark. Winds as signs of judgment were a common theme in Jewish writings in the centuries just before Christ. The Old Testament precedents are Isaiah 11, verse 12, in which he refers to the four corners of the earth, and both daniel eight eight and zechariah two six for references to the four winds of heaven, the same phrase was used in the New Testament by Jesus in mark thirteen twenty seven and then he, the Father, will send his angels and to gather together his elect from the four winds from the farthest part of the earth to the farthest part of heaven. While the four angels hold back all wind on the earth, a fifth angel comes from the east bearing quote, the seal of the living God unquote, and tells the others not to harm the earth until the servants of God are sealed on their foreheads. The term living God is imputed from the words of Jesus in his exchange with the Sadducees at Capernaum and reported in Luke 20, verse 38, for he is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for we all live to him. A further allusion is to God's assertion to Moses from Exodus 3, 6, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The image of the saving of an elect by a sign or a seal or a mark, comes from Ezekiel's vision of God's judgment on the wicked in the temple found in Ezekiel 9, verses 1 to 11, which includes this warning in verses 4, 5, and 6. And the Lord said to him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and put a mark on the foreheads, of the men who sigh and cry over all the abominations that are done within it. To the others, he said, and in my hearing, go after him through the city and kill. Do not let your eye spare nor have any pity. Utterly slay old and young men, maidens and little children and women, but do not come near any one on whom is the mark. And begin at my sanctuary. The illustration is an early 18th century Russian Orthodox icon of the prophet Ezekiel from the iconostasis in the monastery at Kiji, Russia, in the northwest Russia region of Karelia. Numerology is used again in verses 4 through 8, in which St. John gives the number sealed in variations based upon the number 12, the number of the tribes of Israel, mentioned in verse 4, enumerated in verses 5 through 8, the number of thousands, which in Hebrew means a great number, a great many, who are sealed from each tribe. The total who are sealed is the result of 12,000 times 12,000 or 144,000. The image of such a large number provides a dramatic transition to the second half of the chapter when St. John's perspective is once again in heaven. The next reading is verses 9 through 17, which includes the sixth song in Revelation, this one being another doxology, and the illustration is St. John receives his revelation from the Bamberg Apocalypse. After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all the nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, point. All the angels stood around the throne, and the elders and the four living creatures fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then when one of the elders answered, saying to me, Who are these arrayed in white robes, and where did they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you know. So he said to me, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and wash their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. They shall neither hunger any more nor thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat. For the lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. In verse 9, St. John's perspective shifts back to heaven, where a multitude beyond number, representing all the nations, tribes, people, peoples, and tongues, meaning all the nations and languages of the earth, stand before the throne and the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palm, bearing palm branches. Perhaps John is suggesting a fulfillment of the words of God reported by the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 57, 7, here using the SAAS text, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, expressing the expectation that eventually all the world, meaning the Gentiles, would come to worship the one living God. The innumerable multitude mentioned in verse 10 in the phrase salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb identifies both God the Father and God the Son who are the first two divine persons of the Holy Trinity that is God and the Lamb. The multitude of angels around the throne not numbered in this case then break into a doxology to the Lord, which is the sixth song in Revelation. Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. This is a style of prayer which the Eastern Church still practices, beginning Holy Eucharist services with the choir singing Amen. It is also similar to the song of the 24 elders declaring the worthiness of the Lord and the Lamb in Revelation 4, verse 11, and further to the closing verse in the long version of the Lord's Prayer based upon St. Matthew 6, 13b. Numerology appears again in the doxology, but more subtly. In the list of seven attributes, they are broken into group a group of three and a group of four. And remember that seven is the sum of the two numbers. Blessing, glory, and wisdom, followed by the group of four, thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might. The verses of the doxology also speak of the ever-existing God that in the Western church is spoken of as forever and ever based on the Hebrew concept of eras or rulers called, the periods called ever, the plural ever and ever. And after the King James Version, forever, which made it into one word, followed by and ever. In the Eastern Church, it is spoken as now and ever and unto ages of ages. The meaning is the same in both usages. After the doxology, one of the 24 elders asked John, who are those masses beyond number dressed in white robes and bearing palms, to which John replies, you know. In the idealist view of Revelation, these are the survivors of the expected tribulation whose blood has been washed white in the blood of the lamb they are the gentiles or the nations the people of all nations and languages their washed their blood washed in the blood of the lamb come in faith to Christ later in revelation john describes these as the quote, armies in heaven clothed in fine linen White and clean in Revelation 20, verse 14. They are the church triumphant with Christ the Lamb at the center, and in which the faithful sing praises and are led and protected by the Lamb. They no longer hunger or thirst because they have access to the quote, living water and their tears. The result of the experiences of earthly life are wiped away by God. The Christian doctrine of using scripture to explain scripture is appropriate here using St. John's own gospel account of the encounter between Jesus and the Samaritan woman, St. Photina, at the well of Jacob in John 4, verses 7 to 14. The illustration is a 12th century mosaic at Ravenna, Italy. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. into everlasting life. Once again, that's John 4, 7 to 14. Next time, in episode 13, the focus is on chapter 8, in which St. John resumes his account of the seven seals that was interrupted by chapter 7. Thank you for joining me for episode 12 of Revelation, an Idealist Interpretation. This internet-based ministry is entirely supported by public contributions and book sales. You can help by making a donation in any amount, payable to the Anglican Internet Church, and sending it to our business office address, 7162 Softwind Lane, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23111. Or you can purchase any of our books through my author page at Amazon.com, Write slash author write slash Ronald E Shibley. One hundred percent of all book royalties are donated to the Anglican Internet Church. Or you can like us and subscribe to our podcasts at our Podbean site, which hosts an extensive collection of over four hundred and seventy-five MP3 podcasts on a variety of topics. While you're at our YouTube page, I invite you to join our Google Plus circle by clicking the subscribe button. As a Google Plus member, you'll receive notice of each new video. Our new URL address is www.youtube.com right slash C right slash St. John C. Or you can follow us and like us on the AIC Facebook page using either the address on the screen or using the link on the homepage of our website, Church and once there, bookmarking the page for easy return. Or you can read and subscribe to my weekly blog posts at AnglicanInternetChurch.wordpress.com. Finally, you can request the weekly update a weekly email with the latest news and links to the most recent videos, podcasts, blog posts, and publications. You can send your request to me at frron.stjohnanglican at earthlink.net. The names of all email and addresses of all email recipients of the weekly update are blocked to protect your privacy. You can remove your name at any time simply by sending another email request. If you'd like to speak with me personally about this program or any other subject, please call 804-559-2690. The best times are 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday, Eastern Time. If you do not reach me, please leave your name, a message, and a callback number. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use the resources at www. AnglicanInternetChurch.net